It's another beautiful Sunday afternoon. This is Robin Minds. Welcome. My name is Ebuka Obiuchendo. Yes, if you're just joining us in the month of March, we are still celebrating International Women's Month. And I'm here with Bolanle Olukoni. How are you doing? I'm good, Ebuka. <laughs> it's nice to be back here. It's been a fabulous uh, you know, month, and we're celebrating it throughout the month. Yeah. For me, I've been enamored and just really wowed by the women that I've met and been able to speak to, and I'm excited about the women that I'm going to be talking to today as yeah. well. I mean, like I said, you've been having all the fun, interviewing so many amazing women. And, you know, sometimes we tend to focus a lot on the celebrities who come on, which is great. Yeah. But you've also had people who are just doing great stuff mm -hmm. that may not be known. I yeah. mean, I think that's been the most fascinating part for me. Yeah, and when we're thinking about it, you know, these are women who are in unusual occupations. And, yeah. you know, they're doing vocations that people might not usually consider women to take on. Uh, and I feel like there's a lot more of that that's going to continue to happen. Yeah. It's just the time where... Women have to be free to be who we want to be. Exactly. You know, we've had this conversation multiple times, and I really hope that people are able to take this in. You know, the conversations that I have online sometimes, I'm like, it feels like we're still so far behind. But I'm hopeful that this kind of episodes and also these kind of conversations will inspire yeah. people to really have a change of heart. Exactly. Well, two things. If you're just, like I said, just joining us in the month of March, you've missed out on so much. But um, we have some amazing guests here today. And secondly, I don't want people to think this is just for women alone. Because I have watched and stood by and listened and learned so much. And um, I just want to find out who do we have today that will be, you know, probably so, gaining some knowledge <laughs> from. We have a nice combination. Our first guest is Ambassador Falake Marcus Pelo. And she is an astute diplomat and also a politician and also a lawyer and also a journalist. And, of course, we have the renowned, amazing, legendary actress, Jock Essel. Yeah. Those are two Amazons. <laughs> looking forward to it. It's, it's, it's going to be really great. I'm looking forward to digging in and just finding out, you know, the ways in which their past has affected where they yeah. are now and the legacies that they're living behind. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Bonale will be having a conversation with these amazing women. Don't go away. International relations, law, mobilization of women, and a very long time ago, journalism. These are the forte of Ambassador Folake Marcus Belo. She served as the ambassador of Nigeria to Zambia and Malawi. She was also the commissioner for women affairs, Ogun State. And she still finds time to do her legal work at Folake Belo and Co. Ambassador Folake Marcus Belo is a mobilizer and a woman who doesn't settle. On Rubbing Minds, we speak on the power of being a woman in politics, the hurdles and the wins, and we celebrate a phenomenal woman. My name is Balanli Olukoni, and Lipton is raising a mug to Ambassador Folake Marcus Belo. Thank you so much, Ambassador, for taking time to sit down with me and have this conversation. I'm excited because I know it's going to be a sisterly chat. You know, before we started, she said I can refer to her as FMB, um, and I want to go back and start from you know the early journeys. You went to University of Ibado. Great UI. <laughs> And um, I'm an Ibada person at heart. But there was something interesting when we were talking earlier that you mentioned. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, being elected as the first female vice president for the student union. What was that experience like for you? Well, um, it wasn't really planned. The boys sought me out. And those were the good old days when you didn't need to worry about where you came from or who you were. Yeah. Um, then I was tomboyish. And I used to wear trousers all the time. So I was invited mm. by the boys. Um, but I actually wanted to be the president of the Students' Union. 
but I had about 14 other contestants. And I remember and recall that about three of them came to me to say, look, you can't win as the president mm. because people were not ready for a female president. Right. But we think, why don't you just step down and then we'll team up with you. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I had all 14 of them campaigning for me to be vice president. So it was really nice. But there's something you need to know which I've taken with me and um, which is like um, one of the most interesting parts of the campaign. When we got to a famous hall in UI called Zeek Hall, okay. and uh, we used to call them Zooites, and then they said, sit, stand on the table. And if you're familiar with UI, our problem then was water. Okay. So I stood on the table, and all of a sudden, the men wanted to intimidate me, <laughs> and they started to pour buckets of water. Buckets, I must, they must have poured about 30 buckets of water on me to say, go away, go away, we don't want a woman, go away. But I stood there and I said to them, thank you for baptizing me mm. <laughs> and accepting me. <laughs> and then they all turned around to say, oh, you have won. You yeah. know, students. So it's an interesting journey. Well, I'm curious to find out, you know, here you are. You're the first uh, female vice president, you know, for the student union. And you talked a little bit about gender. And this International Women's Day, this mm. theme is choose to challenge. What would you say your experience as a woman, you know, when you're thinking about in the 80s in Nigeria, how much, how much did gender affect and play into your experiences? Well, now you're lucky. Your generation is lucky. Yeah. Women can come out and be whoever they want to be. In my generation in the 80s, you still had to have a certain standard of behavior right. as is expected of a woman. Mm -hmm. So some of us who were tomboys, um, we were not really accepted by some, you couldn't take us home. Not in, as in relationships, mm -hmm. but even as in friendship with other girls. We were not girly. Do you mm, know what I mean? I understand. So now it doesn't matter who you are. So I think that's a plus for your generation. Right. In my generation, we were the, the link between the old ones when women were really prim and proper. Yes. So we started out taking off this... Um, this prim and proper attitude right do you know so it wasn't very it wasn't very interesting it wasn't it was interesting for me mm -hmm. because i grew up with boys yeah so i didn't actually see gender and i still don't see gender right. i believe that a woman can be everything she wants to be right just like you said you just need to believe in yourself and you need to challenge yourself and you mustn't give up mm. all other things will be added on to you mm -hmm. Uh, don't think because um, you want to hide from being a woman, you want to be prim and proper, that's what's going to bring you a home, that's mm. what's going to bring you children, that's what's going to impress on other people. Just be who you are. I'm a Christian and I believe that some things have been destined. Right, right. So if you're destined to marry, it will come. If right. you're destined to be great, it will come. Right. Just challenge yourself. Be who you are. You know, it's interesting because I can see that in so many ways you had a different kind of experience as a young woman being yes. an only um, girl in the whole family. And that theme continued in your life. I want to talk a little bit about your career as a journalist. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> exciting because when I was you know, doing my research on you, I can see that you really chose to not stick in one box and to stay in one career path. Mm. Talk to us a little bit about your time at Vanguard newspaper um, and how, you know, being an administrator there, how that affected your future. Well, let me take it from round the back. Yeah. 
I have been in careers where I'm the only woman. Yeah. So I believe that something is working. In journalism, we were not addressed as women. Journalists are journalists, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. There's no differentiation between men and women. In law, there's no differentiation. In everything I've done, you know, I've just been blessed to be in positions of leadership. Yeah. And it's always been a girl among the boys. Even right. when we were campaigning, uh, at grassroots level, I was the girl among the boys. Do you feel like, you know, do you feel like you were an anomaly in your time? You know, I, I, I know that a lot of women were doing both and the mm. narrative that most women were stay-at-home moms is not true. Mm. But do you feel like other women sometimes looked at you and said, why are you so career-focused? Did that narrative ever come, uh, come well, about? Well, um, a lot of women who know me actually just see me as the woman to put in front, the woman to challenge. If it is something women cannot do, let's get for lucky to do it. Right. And because of that, I actually, uh, when I left, uh, they said I shouldn't say the word left. When I moved away from politics, a lot of women are still looking for me. Mm. I have a lot of people who still say, why are you hiding? Get younger people to come, challenge them, right. get them focused, get this action going. Mm. So I guess um, if you have it in you, you have it in you. But the, the message, especially to the young people is, you mustn't hide it. Mm. You mustn't, you ask the question now that, did I feel out of place? Not for one moment. We are not done yet. Rubbing Mind continues right after this. We'll be right back. This is a Rubbing Mind special for International Women's Month, powered by Lipton. It's interesting. I come from a family of all girls. Yes. And I have to say, I've had to learn how to be in rooms where I'm the only woman and I'm not aware of my gender, you know, um, because I don't naturally know how to relate to men. You know, and my dad is... a Daddy, sorry, my dad is like the softest guy ever. <laughs> um, so I find that a lot of times I'm very aware of my gender. Mm. When you were in politics, you know, you were in women affairs for Ogun State, um, mm. the commissioner. I want to talk to how was that experience like for you? And did you feel like you had to play the game the way the men were playing the game? That's not, that's not the interesting part. Being the commissioner is the end of it. That's the icing on the cake. Okay. The most interesting part is actually taking part in campaigns, you know. And um, if you get pushed into politics as a technocrat, mm -hmm. that's a different line. Okay. I say that you must get involved with campaigns. The grassroots. The grassroots. Right. You get to meet all sorts of people. You get to love people. You've got to hate them. You get to learn. Mm. You, come, you then become like streetwise. Right. But the most important part is not being commissioner. The most important part is actually affecting lives as you go. Mm. You know, you suddenly discover that it's not the big things that really make people happy. Mm -hmm. You meet people that you gave a clipper to that, look, if you're crying for school fees, go and, cut, go and learn how to cut the hair and mm -hmm. look after your friends. So right. that's more important, mm -hmm. you know. We shouldn't wait for the big things. What right. can we do to affect each other? Mm -hmm. What can we do to help each other? Um, I'm looking at your strength. Can I develop your strength? I'm looking at your weakness and I'm encouraging you don't go that route. For me, I have a policy and it has helped me a great deal. It's gotten me into trouble, but mm. hey, that's me. 
I don't see men and women. Okay. I just see people. You just see people. Now, how do you how do you react when you meet people who see women? You know, men who see you as a woman and say, as a woman, this is who you should be. This is how you should be. I expect you, okay, yeah, you're a politician, but deal with the issues that affect women. How do you react to that? That's their own definition of who they think I am. Right. I know who I am. Right. And I've remained who I am. Mm. Look, when we go into universities, they don't write a different exam for men mm -hmm. and they don't write a different exam for Very women. True. Whatever it is, you are measured as to your intelligence. So why then do women now begin to accept the fact that there must be a distinction between a man and a woman? Okay. I know that because I don't want to use the word teammate mm. because women have been brought up to believe that you're a woman mm -hmm. and so you must be, you are defined. Right. I want to challenge the women. Let's go easy on this gender thing. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Let's say we are here. Okay. You got a 2-1, I got a 2-1. Yeah. You got a first class, I got a first class. Mm. Nobody looks, the only difference are the physiologies. Right. Nobody looks at my paper to say, oh, She's a woman, so she's supposed to get 10. Let me give her 12. So mm -hmm. in politics, let the women come out and say, here we are. Don't wait for, oh, APC will give women 20%. PDP will now give women. Uh, they can buy the form free of charge. Let's come together and find a way of raising our own money, mm -hmm. raising the women that we believe in, look around for the women and bring them out to prove that we can challenge ourselves. Right. Do you know? Unfortunately, the economy of the, of the country rests on men. Yes. But we can do it. We can be creative. We can create so, style. So in your opinion, you believe that when we use and we say, you know, as women, we should give them a certain percent of the seat of the house, that that's actually a detriment to the cause of advancing women to be in politics more? I, I believe so. Okay. I stand to be challenged, but I right. believe so. It could be a starting point, but it, let's just look at... What I've said, in all other spheres of life, if you go to work for a corporation, they're not going to say, oh, because she's a woman, let's give her two notches up. No. They're going to deal with you as your capacity. Mm. If you're an engineer, you're a doctor. So why should we say in politics, we should tell the women, sit back um, when the form comes for women. We all should come together, mm. find ourselves, and then fight ourselves in. Do you know? Uh, this 50-50, 30-50, perhaps there are more women who are even better than the 30%. So why do you think that women are still hesitant in enter entering politics? It's tough. Or is it a myth? It's tough. <laughs> is it tough for women or is it tough for everyone? Tough for everyone, tougher for a woman. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Women who are in politics are still labeled. Yes. You've got to have the skin of an elephant. You've got to have your very thick skin. You've got to have a strong man who supports you. Definitely. If, because the meetings are nocturnal, the meetings are early in the morning, the meetings are this and in the, the meetings night, are that. In the places. middle of the night, you can get called up. There could be issues for you to, you know, your life is on a roller coaster mm. when you get in to be a politician. Right. I, I've had situations when we were campaigning that I will wake up in, say, um, Lagos and sleep at the waterside. I've had occasion where the men would give me their agbada to sleep in, mm. you know, because I wasn't prepared that we were going to sleep there. And so I didn't have no clothes to sleep in. 
So they will give me the Agbada to sleep in. So it's tough, but very interesting. Mm. You have to be determined and you have to have the support. Because at the end of the day, you're a woman. The continuity of life still depends on you. Right. What does that mean? You're going to have children. Yes. Most women, not every woman, but most women want to have children. Most women do have children. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like an octopus. Mm -hmm. You have to plan your life. You have to know how to navigate. So it's tougher on us. And of course the stories. Oh, you have to be a witch. Do you know, mm -hmm. you have to be heartless. You have to be uh, sleeping around. Yeah. In our time, it was bottom power. Okay. You had to have bottom power. Oh, she's, she's rising because uh, she sleeps around. She's right. rising because she's dating so-and-so. Right. I mean, the narrative has changed, unfortunately. It's, 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 it's getting it's better. A, it's better it's because not... now the women can stand up to whoever. Right. Do you know, I don't believe in pull-her-down syndrome. I mm -hmm. don't believe that it's other women stopping me. Mm -hmm. I believe if I don't get challenged, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, mm -hmm. it's my headache. You know, you've talked about how gender is not in your viewpoint and it's just not how you approach anything in life. Um, and you were the Nigerian ambassador to Zambia and Malawi. So tell us how that experience, you know, was like and what, what you really learned from it. Let me tell you, when you're in a leadership position of any sort, yeah. don't even consider gender. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you're an ambassador, you're the president of your country in another country, you are just there to represent your country, shoulder high, mm -hmm. strong. You have to dress up as a woman, right. but get that out of your head. And the most beautiful aspect of that is that if you have, whether you have a spouse or you don't have a spouse, mm -hmm. the diplomatic world is clearly defined. Yes. There are official um, outings and there are outings that are unofficial. Yes. So when it is official outing, is neck to neck, eyeball to eyeball with the men. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nobody remembers straightforward thinking. Straightforward thinking. Yes. When it is time to socialize, yeah. and then you step down a little. If you have a spouse, you defer to him, mm -hmm. but everybody around you knows that that is social. Yes. But when you have to defend your country, or you have to speak up for your country, or you have to look after your people. You don't remember that you're a woman. You just mm. got to do what you got to do. And that's the way it should be, really. You know, if I believe that Nigeria will be better when women come into power, not as women, okay. but as, you know, don't let's go there. This is, you know, I wish we had more time because what you're saying is very contrary to the narrative that's going around. Mm. And I say that because when I think about, you know, um, the Prime Minister for New Zealand, mm. you know, she recently just passed a law where sanitary towels, tampons, they're going to be free in school. And they basically say to end period poverty because a lot of people, it's expensive. You know, feminine products mm. are more expensive than they should be considering the and fact that... And it's monthly. It's monthly. Every month, I bleed. Um, sorry. We bleed. <laughs> we bleed we as bleed. women. And people say that that law was passed because she is a woman. She has the empathy to be able to see that this is an issue where legally this thing should be free. To me, you know, that's very opposite of what you're saying. Do you think that, you know, being a woman has helped New Zealand positively in terms of even the fact that they were the first country to not have COVID anymore? And people kept saying it's because she's a woman and of she left. Of course, of course. Okay. Women are better managers. And I'll tell you the secret. Okay. Since the time we're born, we went with our parents to the market. Right. Even now, I know everybody's on the internet. As a woman, you've been wired to think of managing 
whatever it is you have. Right. So women are better managers. I don't have an apology for that. Yes. And I'm not saying that we should not now say this is a woman and that's a man. But in our head, let mm -hmm. that stop at our body. I understand. In our head, we are equal. And so we should look them in the eye, mm -hmm. defer when it is home matters, social matters, right. defer a uh, man is the head of the household and all of that. But when we get to where we need to discuss policies and get things done and move this country forward, we should sit eyeball to eyeball. Okay. And I hope more women on account of this will come out to sit eyeball to eyeball with the men. I understand. Mm. We're running out of time, but I know I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the work that you're doing with when it comes to foundation and also leaving a legacy. Yeah. When you think about your legacy, what kind of legacy are you hoping that people will remember you for? Well, we're working on one now. Um, we have a group called We the Women, just yes. for the name. Right. And what we want to do is to get everybody to register and vote. I don't care whether you are this party or that party, you are this mm. or you are that. For now, everybody must register to move this country forward. Yes. I'm not talking restructuring. We're not talking uh, uh, ethnicity. If we don't register to vote, we can't move it forward. Right, right. right. We shouldn't worry about whether you're going to be cheated or you're not going to be cheated. And just you register to vote. I just, before we wrap up, I, there's one last question I have for you. You know, FMB, this theme for International Women's Month, Women's Day, is I choose to challenge. And the question is, what are you choosing to challenge? I choose to challenge the whole of the country, people who are going to be 18 in 2023, mm. to register and to vote. Right. That's my own challenge. Okay. You must register and you must vote. Of course, I look forward to many more women coming out to join the train. Mm. I'm willing to do anything that is humanly possible within my capacity mm -hmm. to support women to come out to, 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 to be nominated. Yeah, yeah. They I shouldn't be discouraged. Yeah. I completely second that. Thank you so much for the legacy that you've left behind and you're leaving behind. And also for just being so open and, um, and generous with your time as well. Thank you for this. Thank you very much. All right. That is Ambassador Folake Marcus Bello. And we have to say a huge thank you, sir, for joining us on the show. We are not done yet. Rubbing Mind continues right after this. We'll be right back. This is a Rubbing Mind special for International Women's Month powered by Lipton.